Hello and welcome to the Pediatric Network. My name is Mike Marinas and if you work in a country that's similar to mine, this is your 9 to 5, wearing a mask while working with patients or even just being out and about. Um, so it's either going to be a surgical mask or it might even be an N95 respirator or an FFP2 or whatever it is. It covers a lot of the emotional content of what your face normally portrays. And it does exactly the same thing to children when we work with them. I've had a couple of experiences where I've worked with kids and I've really found it tough to be able to work out what their emotional state is. So, because of that, I decided to get hold of a good friend of mine, practicing uh, psychologist Adele Romanis, uh, to be able to come onto the Pediatric Network and give us her top five tips of staying connected to pediatric patients while we work with them in practice. Hello and welcome back to the Pediatric Network. My name is Mike, I'm your chiropractor and host here for all things pediatric. So today I've called a good friend of mine, psychologist Adele Romanis to come and uh, join me on the show. How are you doing today? All good, all good. You? Cold. Freezing. <laughs> it's crazy up here. So the reason that I've asked Adele to join us is I had a bit of an experience when I was working with, I think the child was probably about three or four, um, obviously, we're all in masks now and, you know, working with a, with a little girl and thinking that everything's going well. And then all of a sudden, I just see this little tear pop down the side of her eye. And I'm like, my heart breaks because I should have held back. I should have known to hold back. I'm good at doing that when I can read the cue of their faces. And now I'm in a little bit of dwang because I can't read them. So I called Adele and I was like, please, if you have any tools for me and my mates uh, who are sitting and working with kids, please, please, please help us. Okay, so <laughs> there are no tools out there um, nope. as any research because like, yeah, this has never happened before. So this is pretty much what I can come up with. Obviously, it's a work in progress so people can add to to all of this um i see you you frozen okay you're back um so yeah so okay so the whole thing is obviously you like you say people are like covered in masks now you can't really see their faces you can see their eyes um so we're gonna have to work with their eyes um to to give us as much information so just to give like people a, a broad understanding is that and, the, and most people don't know this they are obviously they often get it mixed up is that our non-verbal communication is 80% of how we communicate rather than what people think is the other way around is the 20% of verbal communication. If you ask most people, they say, no, no, what people say is what they mean, but actually you can make yourself say anything you want to. Um, mm. So the whole thing is, is this aspect of now you've got, their facial expressions, but now you, you don't have anything. You've got their eyes. Yeah. So really, um, you know, like I said, you've had some skill without even realizing it um, by the fact that you work with babies because yeah. they don't speak, first of all. Um, so there is already, you're, you're not that bad. Um, yeah, they're a tough crowd. <laughs> they, they are a tough crowd, especially when you've got the moms uh, yeah. who are very vocal <laughs> sure. on, yeah. on what to do. So, so there's, Kind of, I've just been kind of thinking of ideas in, in ways of, so we, I just want to check out, we're doing chiros, we're doing physios, who, who are we kind of targeting? Yeah, so we got, we got tons of people on, so we got like chiros, physios, osteopaths, we'll have lactation consultants, we'll have, yeah, 
anyone basically who's working in the field of, of pediatrics will, will, will have on can will have watching. Okay, so I think, um, you know, a lot of kids, well, kids themselves are quite um, tenacious and, and do adapt quite well to, to the current situation. So if they're in school going age, it's also normalized because, you know, they are going to school um, every other day, um, depending on the school system that they're in. Um, so that has become norm that they're seeing other people and they're also out and about sometimes with their parents in the shop, seeing people walking around with masks on. So that kind of sets the norm for it. Um, so what you can do is relate to, to this of how, firstly build rapport with them. Um, it takes 30 seconds, a minute to find out, um, you know, how they feel about wearing a mask. Um, because sure. I really, I, I don't like wearing masks. I feel, I actually sit in my sessions and I can just feel like I'm constantly yawning when I have it on because I don't think I'm getting enough oxygen. <laughs> not that the, not that the person's boring. It just, when I consult online, I don't, yeah, there's a big difference. So I sit with a mask so, like this all day. Yeah. 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 And then you kind of like lift it up just to get a bit of fresh air underneath it. Um, so that you don't, you know, True enough. Pass up in the middle of the session. Okay, so the first, a couple of things that I kind of came up with was building the rapport with them. How's it going? Like, you know, you're one of the superheroes because I think President Ramaphosa is kind of emphasizing that everybody needs to wear these masks and that, you know, it's a brave thing to wear masks. They're not very pleasant. I, I, I haven't come across anybody that goes, yeah, I'm loving wearing a mask. Um, you know, besides a bank robber, um, I haven't come across anybody else. So it's not a comfortable thing to wear. Um, and you guys are working in close proximity. So you have to, to wear these things. And are you wearing a shield as well? Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Well, actually, in okay. fact, uh, uh, now, yeah, uh, mouth covers and face covers, yeah. Okay, all right. So, so it creates this distance. It creates like, wow, this is a scary person. So as much as you're scary going to the doctor, now you kind of go, okay, now this man looks like, mm. like this robots i mean we haven't got into the suits yet but i, I think we might get to that point soon yeah. um so, okay so the first thing is just to build a little bit of rapport with the kid um or the older person the child the, the adolescent the, the the adult itself Even to say yeah. okay cool how are you managing with these masks you know um and relate to them to say you know what these are pretty yucky times but you know we have to do this um it's you know, you're pretty much a bit of a superhero for keeping your germs to yourself and me keeping my germs to I myself. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Gives them... It goes well with yeah. kids. Cool. I mean, maybe that's, you know, some kids might not like superheroes, but uh, most of them do. And mm. they kind of go with what superhero they like best. Mm. Okay. So really tapping and into the power. Yeah, just kind of like go with what what's a superpower, you know, do they like, uh, are you going to have to you know, get a bit more knowledgeable about superpowers and cartoons and things like that. But, okay, um, I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, so kind of get into what's your super, you know, what's your what's your superhero's power? Um, that type of, and I like to turn himself invisible. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So you can work on them while you're having that conversation because you're also distracting them from that. Okay, I like that. Okay, okay. Um, and then they don't even realize, and maybe they might realize into it that what you're doing, you know, isn't so helpful or painful mm -hmm. to them. So there's another element you can also add to that, depending on the child, is also kind of giving them some sort of 
ratio or radar to say, okay, cool, I'm going to be working on you and I want you to tell me how good I am. Oh, I like right? so, and give them the power to rate you, right? To so say like one is terrible, mm. okay, two is cool and three is like fantastic, all right? right? It also goes with the, you can also use it with the pain kind of ratio as well. So you give them a, a measuring skill mm. that you know and you share it with them. So they can like either, I don't know if you're able to like, hold your finger, you know, for them to hold your finger, um, depends on what manipulation you're doing with them. Mm. Um, but maybe them going one, if it's sore or 10, if it's, you know, depending on which, which way you go with the scale. Um, so that you have some commonality because now you don't have anything to see. You've got the eyes and then you feel horrifically horrible and guilty when you see tears coming out of the eyes. Um, yeah. And it's also, I find that like, I mean, why, I think why I resonate with that idea so much is, is I think some, well, I know that a lot of the time for kids to say to an adult, stop, it's sore when they have been explained to by their parents that you're coming here, don't complain, don't, you know, a lot of that is, is their buildup. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if we, as the therapists working with them, give them the efficacy to say, look, you are allowed and we're going to do it in an easy way. So it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm sore. So it doesn't have to be the thing the mom and dad were talking about. I'm actually giving you your own little scale that's just mine and yours. And we can use that. And if you don't like it, you tell me where you are on the scale. Ah, that's, that's magic. So I think also to be adaptable because you are the practitioner is for them to say, okay, how about we do one to 10? depending on the, on the age of the child. So now if you're like an eight-year-old, one to 10 is fine, but you can't ask a, t- a three-year-old to do one to 10 and they yeah. can only count to five. So, you know, looking at, say, okay, you need to be realistic of going, okay, we're doing one to three with little baby, well, kids under five and we do one to 10. So you kind of standardize it, but you also make it unique to say, okay, which do you want to be? Do you want one to be horrible and 10 to be the best? Or do you want one to be nothing and 10 to be the worst? So you make them, you also give them some sort of degree of control and power over which one. You know, you've just got to be on guard in regards to, you know, don't do a 10 with one and then the next one is the opposite way around and you get confused. Uh, I get you. Yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah. So it's, it's about just being, um, you know, workable with what the child comes in with you. Mm. Mm, I like that. I really, really like that. So it's almost, it's, it's, it's individualizing each, each session with them, um, giving them the ability to be able to tell you where they are in their head. Um, and then, and then initially just building up a rapport with them so that you can go, you know, almost like make it safe for them to be able to then give them a scale to be able to work with you. Yeah. Now that's that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another alternative, just because you mentioned the word safe, is obviously depending on the developmental stage of the child, if, you know, sometimes saying three is a bit difficult or 10, because um, they have to think about the scale and where on the scale it would be. So the smaller the scale, the more, the less choice they have, kind of, kind of one to three, right? But if you want to, you can also use the opportunity of saying, okay, well, let's have a safe word. Okay. So give me a safe word. You come up with cupcake, something like a one syllable. Cupcake is a bit long um, mm. to say red um, yeah. so that they can say, okay, cool. No, no, no. We, we're kind of pushing it 
the boundaries a bit now just to ease up and then chat to them about it because remember there's a whole lot of anxiety going along with who this strange person is with behind this mask and remember as much as you can only see their eyes they can only see your eyes point. yeah so they can't judge <clears throat> if i'm trying if to you've got a lot of things like dracula they can't see that exactly exactly wow yeah there's so much to unpack with this man because it's such a it's such a it's such a crazy time and like you said just as we started there are no rules there's no research no. on this stuff there's nothing to tell you that you are supposed to do this or you're not supposed to do it, or how do you do it or, uh, and that's why i thought just let me get you on because we can get you know it don't, we don't have to have let's let's just start building from the bottom up what makes sense you know and and what kind of tools can we try and use just at the moment to be able to go make it an easy experience for everyone yeah yeah, this is the lucky way. Yeah, there's no, nothing, there's no set guidelines whatsoever. But my suggestion would be is to be as person-centered or client-centered or patient-centered as you possibly can. Talk to them continuously. You know, talk about stuff that's relevant to them. Find out, that's what I'm saying, build rapport with them in the beginning. What's your favorite thing to do? What's your like, favorite food to eat? Uh, what's your favorite sport? Who's your favorite sportsman? Not that there's much sport happening at this no. point in time, but <laughs> something. 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 Yeah. Can I ask you as well? I suppose it's not really off the topic, but it's nothing we spoke about before. But I, I'd just like to get your take on this because I've definitely found what I think is an effective lockdown of these kids not being socialized, especially when I'm looking at like the toddlers moving in. People, those are kids that would have been really socialized, seeing a lot of people and learning how to interact. Now you have kids coming out of this bubble. And now there's a new person. And now not only is it a new person, but all the things their parents have said, don't touch, don't go too close. Don't, this guy's touching, he's going too close. It's, it, it, almost, you can see them jarring in their heads trying to deal with. So I think there's a huge effect of that, of, of what lockdown has done. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I think there's going to be a huge gap in a whole lot of developmental stages for every, every child, you know, or even person going through this um this corona um experience shall we call it yeah. um, to make it quite uh enjoyable um so again i think you you spot on in regards to everything that your, their parents have told you this man is doing to you so to say to, to normalize it while they come in to say okay so yes we've got a mask on why do we have a mask on because we've got this virus and you know we can't touch this and we can't do that and we can't do this Right. But in order for me to make you feel better, I have to do all of those things. But because I have to do all of those things, this is what I've done to make sure you are safe. I've got this mask on. I've got my shield on. I've got gloves on. I've got, I've sprayed the bed. I've done this. So even get them to participate in doing it because, you know, kids like being involved. And it's really, really That's a wonderful, That's wonderful. That is a wonderful, wonderful idea. Wow. Wow. Yeah. making me think. That's why I brought you on here. Because I knew. <laughs> I knew you were good. Hey, and I heard yesterday, I heard yesterday that uh, medical aids have to cover all of your, um, your gear. So, you know what? If they yeah. want to put on a pair of gloves, let them put on the pair of gloves. Yeah, you're paying for it. You might as well put on a pair of gloves. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I mean, I, 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 
I always get a lot out of speaking to you. And I thought that's why, you know, I've got a lot of guys that are, that are in my position. And if I'm having that problem, I'm sure a lot of people are having that problem. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think thank you so, so much for the tools that you've given us now. Um, yeah. And as things build and as we know more, I'm sure the, you know, the, the evidence will catch up with us. But as you say at the moment, it's about building your own raft and, uh, you know, just making it down the river at the moment as easy as you can. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what? I was like, oh, what the hell am I going to talk about? Because I've been bashing my brain. So actually, it all came out while we're having this conversation. So <laughs> well, I mean, that's where the best stuff is. All the knowledge is there. And we just need to talk to be able to ram those ideas together to give the, to give the picture. So I thank you very much for your time. And I'm sure we will have you back on the Pediatric Network. Cool, Adele. Thanks very much. Fantastic. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye. Bye.